0: Oh, my God.
1: Everybody and Welcome to another edition of the Albany Law School podcast. I'm Ben Myers, Associate Director of Communications and Marketing here at Albany Law School. Special edition of the podcast today, we're jumping in on the town hall with Dean Alicia Willette from January 11th, talking about the upcoming semester here at Albany Law, all the COVID things that go into that. Make sure to go to albanylaw.edu COVID-19, Law. AlbanyLaw dot slash covid19 just so you have all the different documents all the different announcements that we've made over the past couple weeks and be ready for the upcoming semester here at albany law if you want to keep up to date with everything happening here at the law school make sure to follow us on social media facebook twitter linkedin and instagram and subscribe to us here on the podcast on any of the major services or check out our soundcloud account all right let's get over to the town hall meeting
2: them go through uh ben um directly in a private chat
1: um, again apologies for the interruption
2: that's okay um, so um you know we we so we've been dealing with this for two years we're learning things we're we're moving forward uh in the best way that we can um and we've learned from our success thus far you know we have been very lucky to have very low transmission or very low rates of of covid um, and, uh, and and knock on wood, you know, no known transmission on campus. Um, we have engaged in sort of the multi-layer sets of precautions, uh, and and that has been um, it's been it's allowed us to to, to be open um, as to the best of our ability. So. Um, we're in a bit of a different situation now. I think we're all having to recognize that we're gonna be living with this for a long time. Uh, and that with this Omicron variant, that that there are gonna be cases of COVID um, going forward, but we continue uh, to be really committed to providing our JD students with an online or uh, in-person, sorry, um, learning and teaching experience. Uh, uh experiences that are really satisfying and and we're doing that by layering our levels of protection and each layer of protection uh is one more way that we're able to bring you know 800 people back into the building so you know starting with vaccines and boosters i've gotten a lot of questions about about boosters and and some skepticism about the requirement um it is it is every every um uh, health expert that we have talked to all the government officials are telling us that we need them the boosters you know, having a vaccinated population it decreases the incidence of covid um uh, many people who are boosted won't get COVID and I'll tell you a personal experience that I had someone in my household over Christmas that I was very close with in close close contact. uh, And I didn't get COVID, the booster worked for me and it worked for other people in the household who also were were exposed. Now the person who was sick with COVID had a booster so that person uh, had a breakthrough and that's going to happen, Uh, but People who are, are vaccinated and boosted carry a lower viral viral load, so you have protection on both sides. Some people are protected from the um, booster from infection in the first place, but it also decreases the amount of virus so that when people do have breakthrough infections, they've been exposed to less virus uh and people who are vaccinated and boosted are 17 times safer than people who are unvaccinated um, when they do get an infection so if we do have a case uh, that happens to want a community member at being a, a vaccinated and boosted campus allows us to have fewer cases it ha- allows us to have less cont- contagion and far less worry that someone is going to end up on a ventilator or die um, and so that is a really important layer of protection, and we need everyone to upload their, their, um, their booster information as soon as possible. You have it. Most of you have done it already. Um, just upload it and get it, get that information out there. Um, of course, we continue to use masks, and again, uh, that, that is a key uh, layer of protection. Uh, and we are, are strongly recommending that everyone use, upgrade your mask, um, put, put your, your cute Albany law mask um, aside for the time being and use use a medical grade N95 or KN95 or um, a better mask, at least for now, while the Omicron variant is is so prevalent we are we have ordered some some people aren't able to access them we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way to distribute them to people who need them so be on the lookout for that we've also increased the ventilation in in the law school we've increased the amount of fresh air we have better higher grade filters uh, so that's another layer of protection and then the, the next prong of the layer of protection is is testing and, and we have used testing Um For the most part, with surveillance testing to see if we have unknown incidents of COVID in our community, Uh, but also when we have exposures, whether on campus or off campus, we've been able to do that, and that's a key layer of protection in our safety plan. We learned yesterday that um, the the local, um, that the, the Albany College of Pharmacy site it um, has, has staffing issues, and this is happening all over the place. Um, you know, people are quarantined or, or sick, uh, and that's why you can't get appointments. I know some of you who are on the call of email me saying, I can't get an appointment at pharmacy. That, that's, that's exactly the problem. Um, and without that, that available, um, it became really clear to us that we need to go remote for a week. Um, and, and we've been told that, the, that that site should be up and running on the 24th. So that's our plan uh, and that we go remote for, for a week now. Um, and we also are going to use that time to ask all of you to get tested. Um, it's an additional layer of protection. And I know it's a little, you know, it's, it's one more thing. And we've been asking a lot of things um, of everybody. But it, it it's a point in time um, measure. We may screen some cases that that just gives us a bit more um, confidence when we come back together that we are as safe as we can be. Um, so. Uh, the new the testing requirement um uh, is something new you get a little bit of time to do it i want to encourage everyone to try to register for a test as soon as possible um the the uh, if you are local uh, the state-run site at um at suny and the site at crossgates mall are taking appointments for next week so that you can get your, your appointment on the books now, so, and then you can upload it, your test immediately. We are going to, the, the Crossgate site um, is doing rapid tests, um, and, and we've been advised that the rapid tests that are at-home tests are just as reliable. We're going to ask you you, you you are free to use yeah. an at-home tests and upload your results to share my health. Now, I'm going to, I will share that I got a, a of a troubling email from a student who said people are going to lie um and they're going to cheat and they're going to put fake pictures um and i'm going to let you know right now that as a professional school um submitting false records is a really big problem uh and and i i I expect better of this community than that Um, i really do i i think that we can trust one another to do the right thing and and to uh, live up to our ethical obligations and and to take care of one another, we're not. This is not a joke. Um, this is a real requirement. And I will say that if if I mean it, it's a fireable offense. It's a it's an expellable offense if you submit false records. So don't do it. Please don't do it. Um, we're better than that. Um, and I, I don't want to I I, I mention that because it it I. I think that we have to be able to trust one another and we have to be able to do the right thing. Uh, and uh, we have to also you know, encourage everyone uh, to take care of one another. I'll remind you that we have elderly members of the community who are here every day. We have people who have had transplants. We are people who are in, in um, cancer treatment or, or have recovered or who have immunocompromising conditions. Uh, we all have to do the right thing for one another. So uh, we and I know we're asking a lot uh, and we're disrupting our lives and we are gonna have remote teaching. And that's really, I, I suspect a lot of what the questions will be about. Um, But I'll stop talking now and and take your questions. Ben?
1: Yeah, we have um, over a dozen already. So uh, if there are others, uh, happy to pass them along here. I'm trying to consolidate some that are um, about the same things because I know people can't see the same questions. Brandon, I see your, your hand is up, but the one that I've gotten a lot here uh, before we get to Brandon is, can you go over the timeline between today and let's say the end of January? What is the timeline? When do people need to do things? When do things need to be submitted?
2: Okay, let me do my best. Um, and, and I think we should follow up with a written response to that so everybody has it. Um, your you should submit your booster information as soon as possible. And by the 18th, if you want access to the building, we are going to keep the buildings open. A lot of you will want to either study, um, take classes, sitting sitting in a, you know, using our, our Wi-Fi or sitting in the library or sitting in a classroom or in, in one of the foyers. Um, if you want access to the building, get your booster in booster information in by the 18th um if you are eligible now some of you are not eligible yet for your booster we know that because we have your vaccine information uh, so it's complicated uh, we're, we're looking at this but it's you know the you're, if you're eligible meaning you're i think it's six months out from some and two months out from others um uh if you're eligible get your booster and upload it um you can get a test, then in terms of um, getting a negative test, we're giving you a fairly broad window, because we know that, that um, the, uh, the tests are a little bit hard to come by now. Get your test next week uh, and upload that information. We need to have that information. What's the date? I, I don't have the um, memo right in front of me. We asked for the, the testing information. Uh, to be uploaded
1: um, by the by ne- we wanted tests next week and then everything submitted before the 24th
2: before the 24th and then it's our intention to be back assuming that the test site is open and and we don't have a change in circumstances is our intention to be back in person on the 24th uh and and anyone who doesn't have their documentation submitted their your Card won't work, and we'll, we will ask you to leave the building. Um, if anyone needs to have an accommodation, if anyone is concerned, I, I know, you know, so like I said, I've gotten, gotten communications from, from um, all kinds of different groups with different feelings. Um, if anyone feels like they need extra time uh, for, for some reason, ask for an accommodation. If you're a student, send your accommodation request to Katie Palmieri, if you're an employee, send it to HR. Uh, Brandon, you wanna go ahead and ask your question?
3: Sure, I have uh, three questions. I was wondering uh, how is being, if we
1: had to stay online, how's that gonna affect us when we look for jobs? Um, My other question was, if we just don't feel comfortable coming into the school, could we
2: just go online and not be penalized for it and then also for the weeks that we do go online can we get some sort of like discount on tuition okay so um right now we're only planning the one week and i don't i really i fully fully believe we'll be back in person so we're 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 not gonna be discounting for for that and and it costs us just as much to run run the law school for that time if because of, of some COVID-related reason, including right now with the surge, um, if you need to ask for an accommodation, submit that to, and and that's an You want to be accommodated by by attending remotely. Submit your request to Katie Palmieri and explain what your reasons are. Now we've been safe at school Um, our our plan is to continue to be safe at school and to allow you to be safe at school but we understand that right now we're dealing with um, a a surge and and that uh, we may need to be a a little bit you know um, we we need to be compassionate uh, as you know as as things play out uh, but it's our expectation, and we did uh, there was there was a student who said I, I just I, I want to make sure that it's still working, given what's going on with omicron and. Um, some anxiety issues and that that request was granted, so if you have a request, make the request, uh, it would it will likely be temporary because uh, having people online attending classes is disruptive it's really, really hard to teach that way it's hard for students to learn that way, but for some people it's the best. The best that we're able to do, and so that that accommodation can be granted, in some cases, it may be recordings that you get in other cases, the professor may be willing to have you in your class. Um, but if uh, you know if, if you really don't feel safe or you want to make sure that that what we've been doing and we've been doing effectively um, continues to be effective, uh, ask for that time. I hope that answers your question, Brandon.
0: Okay,
3: and I, I did have one more question. Um, so like in the event that things go online, how's that going to affect uh, future job prospects? Oh, Sorry about
2: that. That was your first question. Yeah. I, it, I think employers understand exactly what's going on, Uh, and I I do see Joanne Casey is here from the Career Center. But our experience, when we did have to do it, and again, I really don't think that's where we're going this semester. Um, We're a vaccinated population; we can do this. But should we have to do it, employers, I don't think are looking at at um, graduates who have had to uh, be online, um, whether through an accommodation or because their school went online we're not, I haven't seen any difference. Joanne, have you seen any difference in how employers are responding?
3: Not one bit, not one bit. We are fully functional online um, and employers are actually embracing it. And a lot of them would like to stay with the virtual interviews and we're uh, doing a virtual interview program. Our programming is online too. So um, we're moving forward.
2: Thanks, Joanne. Dina. Thanks.
4: Just backtracking for a second to confirm the timeline, so assuming students have their necessary vaccines, boosters, exemptions, and just looking at testing, students don't need a negative test result to enter the building next week, they just need it to enter beginning the 24th, so we can go into school and get our um, test sometime next week, in preparation for the twenty
2: fourth, is that yeah, program? yeah, and 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 you know, part of the thinking with that is that it will be it's it's far fewer people. You'll be spread out. You won't be sitting in a classroom um, for hours. At end,
4: okay, perfect. I just want to confirm. Thank
1: you. Sure. Um, still, still on testing here. We've got okay. a, a lot of different questions about home testing. What's the protocol for home testing? Do I just take my test, take a picture of it, and upload it? Is that good enough? Does that work? Or do I need to go to one of those sites?
2: Yeah, um, no, if you have home tests, that's exactly right. Take take a picture, upload it to Share My Health. We are treating it as an affirmation that this is your test and that it's recent and that, um, but I would suggest if you're gonna use a home test, wait until, Maybe Friday or Saturday to take it um, because there's no reason not to to make it as close to, to unless you're going to be in school earlier, then that's fine. Do it earlier. That uh, uh, you um, the the home tests are are, um, are fairly accurate for, for diagnosing if if you're contagious. So um, we, we're accepting them and and we've been advised that they're good. So hope that that answers the question. Claire? Uh,
1: Claire Stratton, yep.
3: Hey, um, okay, so I just had a question about the timeline kind of. I know that some people can't get boosted yet because they got vaccinated less than six months ago. So if they want to um, enter the school before the test is due, they would just send in their negative test early right like if they wanted to come in the 18th and they don't have their booster they would just send in their negative covid test
2: yeah we're we're going to really look at the negative tests uh the next weekend it's it's a lot of of administrative stuff so if if you are not eligible yet for your booster uh we know that you feel free if you know just to be sure that you could you can go ahead and send an email uh to katie to let her know but because we have your records and share my health uh, and, and it's a fair number of you. A lot of you got your second booster in August, and you're not, you're not eligible yet, but we will be chasing you down later on in the semester to get, to get that booster. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, if you want to come to school next week, um, if you're able to get that test early in the week, that's great. Um, if, if it's later in the week, that's also okay, and you can still come into school next week without the test. Um, But if you have symptoms, listen, if anyone has even a tickle or a, you know, sneeze, please don't come to school, please get tested. And this is where we did really well last semester. Um, But there were a couple of times where someone tested positive who then said, you know, I actually had a sore throat, I kind of ignored it don't do that it's it's this is we all want to be together we want to make this work and these next couple of weeks are going to be really critical
3: thank you yep
1: oh okay um let's see um mask question here has been asked a couple of different ways um, is the school getting the N95s? They can be expensive. They can be hard to find, uh, or will that be on individuals? Um, can we just talk about masks and who's, sure, who's yeah. getting so them? Sure. yes? So
2: we we are ordering what we can get. Um, we're not going to have enough to get everybody one. So uh, we're. I mean, what. We'll, for every day, but we will. We if you need them, um, we'll let you know how how to have those distributed. I don't know if Chuck is on the line. Um, let's see, yeah, Chuck, you're here. Uh, if people need an N95, do you want to, Do you have a plan for distributing them, or, or should we? Maybe we'll just wait and see. If you want to unmute yourself.
1: I think that's something we'll have to wait and see how many
2: we have. Okay. Thanks. Um, sir. And see what the order is. Okay, so we'll see what what we get, and, and we'll let you know how to get them. But we we are definitely trying to to get um, some extras so that people can have access to them.
1: Okay, uh, moving down the list here, um, extra masks. Okay, um, for students who tested positive over break. Do we need to be tested again, or uh, produce within ninety days if we've already had the quarantine period? So, if you tested positive over break, do we need to be tested again?
2: So, I'm going to um, d- defer. I'm going to wait on answering that one because I want to check with a medical person. Um, I, 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 I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, and um, I, I, I have I. Well, I believe that the answer is going to be that you don't have to test, but I, do, I want to get that confirmed by medical guidance rather than, than by what I understand from reading the Internet. Um, so we will get a communication out and I'll make a note. And if others can make a note that we need to let you know whether you need to test again if uh, you had a confirmed case. Uh, we haven't been requiring that. I just want to make sure that 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 continues to be the guidance uh, before I, I Fully answer that question. If you if you did test positive, um, it's helpful for us to know. So again, you know, rather than wait until the, the day before we're all coming back to campus, if you can if you can let HR know that you tested positive, um, that that way we at least have that that information, um, and and are able to to them work with you.
1: Um, and apologies to everybody in the chat who is asking. them. I'm getting all the questions. It's just there's a lot of questions. So please have a little bit of, of patience. We're trying to get to everybody here. Um, quarantine period is the next one. Um, there's the five day, there's a the 10 day. What is the school following for quarantine yeah. periods? So,
2: so this is one area where we're being more strict than, than some of the guidance requires. Uh, we, we are concerned about having people who have had close contacts um, and we're concerned about people who are um, who are testing positive so we are continuing to use for people who tested positive a 10-day isolation period we're not allowing you on campus for 10 days if you test positive and that 10 days runs from either your first symptom or your positive test whichever is sooner Uh, And and that's a little that's different from what you'll hear from some other places. But but we just feel more confident um, uh, uh, with that. And of course, uh, if you are a student and you test positive, um, you you let academic affairs know, and uh, you'll be given access um, to the classes. uh, uh, So so that you don't have to get behind. Um, If you're really sick and you can't get access to the classes, let us know that too and and we'll try to help take care of you and make sure that you're um, able to catch up when you feel better. Um, If you are are, um, a known close contact, meaning that you have been um, uh, exposed to COVID, um, a COVID positive person for more than 15 minutes, uh then we will ask you to to not come to campus for five days and get a test before you come back Um, and again that's it's a strict requirement but we think that it it does help um, uh, in terms of our layered protection system
1: okay um transparency question here, which I, th- I think is fair. Um, the law school just announced what it's going to be due. Some other schools like UAlbany, uh, I think Union RPI announced a little while ago what they're going to do. Um, what was the um, protocol? How did this all come to be? How did we come to these decisions is the is the basic question. Got it a couple yeah, of different times.
2: So, I mean, this is, um, uh, there is a lot of of work and conversation behind the scene consulting with other schools that um, some of the, the schools right in our local area sage and Maria are planning to open next week, we were planning to open next week, um, knowing that we had to watch um, and and wait, knowing that what our success has been thus far in and in, uh, keeping the campus safe. And as soon as we made. The, you know, we got the news about um, the testing center and, um, and, and made the decision as quickly as we can, and we've tried to do that. Um, it's tough because, I, I mean, I, you know, e- these are hard decisions, and so, so there's a lot of conversation that goes on. Um, bigger schools, the New York city schools. that I, I meet with the New York city law deans every week. They have universities that they have people that are, tra- you know, coming in on, on trains every day. They're they're It's a very different situation. Some of the schools, RPI and union are their residential schools. They've got dorms, um, again, very different situation from our campus where, where most people are really just here, uh, for work and for classes. So, uh, we, we believed we were going to be able to open on, on the 18th. We're now going to be remote for a week um, and then we'll, then we'll be open. And if that changes, you know, I, I, I will promise I will continue. Uh, once a decision is made, we let you know as soon as possible. Making the decision does sometimes take a little bit of time.
1: Uh, I, I hope this is a straightforward one here. Uh, a couple questions on if you're not eligible for a booster, you filled out the form, can you still come to campus?
2: Yes. If you're not eligible, then the requirement doesn't kick in. No one is required. No one who's not eligible is required to get it. So you can come to campus.
1: As long as you have your test.
2: Yeah, as long uh, as as you get the test Um, uh, and and, uh, you will be hearing from us, though, when you become eligible. So you should plan on getting that booster when you become
1: eligible. A couple questions on the add drop deadline. Is any of that affected by a week of remote?
0: Dean Mayer, are you with us? I am. Um, No, we haven't made any adjustments to drop add because students will still be attending their classes in the same way. Um, but we would consider that if, if, uh, if there's uh, enough interest from the students, we could absolutely push it a week. I don't think that would make um, a difference. So uh, if the students would be more comfortable with that, that's certainly something we can do.
2: Yeah, I, it, I I did get some email about that, particularly with skills classes, Dean Mayer. Um, the, the feeling was that students wanted to kind of try them
0: out in person, so that I, yeah, that makes sense. That that does make sense. I hadn't actually thought about that, but um, I'll talk. I, I think um I think Dean uh, Fitzsimmons is on this call too. But we can we can make an adjustment for ad drops. I don't think that that um will will be a problem. Thank you. Jenna.
4: Hi, yeah, Um, just just to turn for a second to the question regarding um, kind of the decision making relating to testing and whatnot. I guess I kind of just wonder, um, we received January third an email from the school telling us we were recommended to get a test. Uh, And I, I guess I just kind of wonder why at that point we didn't make the decision to require testing, which would have allowed students then to have this time that we're now having with this week of remote to go to all these places and get tests. Um, I, I know that institutions like you UAlbany sent out emails weeks ago requesting testing before return. So I just wondered why there was this shift um, as of late, besides obviously the staffing uh, issues at the testing center at ACPHS, why we now shifted to this remote week to accommodate testing?
2: Um, yeah, it's, it's a fair question and it's, it, it's on my shoulders um, in some ways. Um, we talked about um, requiring tests earlier. Uh, the, the thing that changed was a conversation with an epidemiologist um, who said to me um, that if there is adequate supply of testing in the region, this was very recent, um, you, you really you should do it. So um, that was decided at four o'clock yesterday. Uh, and and I apologize uh, for not getting the, not making that decision sooner um i i do you know we're two weeks away from the beginning so you still do have time uh the the other thing that did change was the opening of the mass testing sites which on january 3rd you know we didn't we didn't have there was just no there were no tests so and we knew we our our partners at pharmacy um have made themselves available to do the the uh the surveillance testing, the testing of people who have exemptions, and the and the testing when we have exposures or symptoms, they've never been available to do the, the uh, mass testing for pre, the pre start, and, and so we had to do it this way in the past, um, and and I'm sorry for for not getting that decision sooner. We didn't make it, and that's that's what happened there.
1: Um, I, one here the. Uh, it's been expressed a couple different ways, but uh, we have there's a concern by some that um, some other people, not no names, of course, uh, they're not scared of COVID. They're acting in a way that can put me at risk for my law school experience. Um, when discussing that with campus in general, what should we do? We have. I think this is kind of a classic societal issue, but of course, we're part of society.
0: Yeah,
2: it's a hard, it's hard, right? Um, if if you're being super careful, um, it, it is really hard when we see people who are are acting in in different ways. I think a couple of things. One is this is a it's a community effort. Um, we're all we all have a stake. In being open and being together, um, so we can all sort of put some peer pressure and, and call people out. Um, we also uh, are are doing what we can to enforce. Um, it's tough, you know. It's you it can't be eyes everywhere. I I wander the building, tell people put their masks on. Um, we all have to help one another do it. Um, I don't know, you know, anyone else who has ideas, I'd love to, to hear other ideas about how we, you know, how do we help communicate how important it is? Because even if you don't care about COVID for yourself, not, you know, we have to keep a safe community and, and we need to, to take it seriously here. Uh, so, um, I, I Dean Queen, and do you have thoughts
3: on this question? I mean, I agree. I think you know it's important from a broader community perspective, and um, it helps if everyone can encourage their colleagues to to do what is necessary to keep us all safe. I mean, I think we're all mindful of that and think about that, and equally frustrated by it. But um, in order to do all the things we want to go back to doing, I think it's it's really necessary. Um,
1: Um, Okay, another question about uh, testing here is, uh, do we envision uh, testing going beyond the first week, Uh, how, looking forward beyond the first remote week, I know a lot of things change, but what do we think for the rest of the semester, is there going to be testing all semester long? Yes, yeah, so
2: so I expect that we'll we'll do what we did last semester with with random surveillance testing uh, and testing of anyone who's symptomatic um, or who has been exposed. Uh, if we need to do something different, we'll do something different. But that has has been working so far, and that's that's our plan going forward. Um, it's part of why we need to get that the pharmacy site back up. Um, and fully
1: staffed so that we were able to, to come back. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I think we have people that are coming in and out here. So we're getting some redundant questions, but I think it's okay to have it in here a couple of times. Um, I let, I'm just gonna put my, I'm vaccinated and I have my booster. Do I still need a negative test before coming back? Yes. Even if I don't have symptoms?
2: Yes, and that's a new, it's a new requirement as of yesterday.
1: Um, do I need, oh, again, for the timeline here. Okay, so today is the 11th. Between the 11th and the 24th, do I need my negative COVID test? And then post 24th, what happens?
2: Okay, so between the 17th and the 24th, so we're giving you a whole win, a week window, you need a negative COVID test. After the 24th, if you are symptomatic, if you have been exposed, um, or if you're selected for random surveillance testing, you'll need to get the test and you'll need to follow follow the directions there. Uh, that's, that's what we've been doing and then we plan to continue with that.
1: Does the kind of test matter? Can it be a PCR? Can it be rapid? Can it be a home test?
2: All of the above.
1: Um, if we if somebody has symptoms and they have to stay home, they're asking about being penalized in regards to attendance for classes.
2: Yeah, no penalty, um, uh, just submit to uh, the Academic Affairs Office, Katie Palmieri or Dean Mayer, um, just let us know that you have a COVID-related reason for being home, including sniffles, um, <laughs> we don't want you to come to class if you have any symptoms at all in person uh, we want you to get better get tested uh, and then and then come back so um, we're probably because of of how widespread COVID is right now we're probably gonna have more you know more of that and we're gonna and for the faculty on the call we're this is you know we're gonna have to be a little patient and and um with each other but uh yeah you no penalty um for staying home you're doing the right thing by doing that do you see, Ben, I see Alex Marie's
4: got a question. If I can Yeah, sure. Um, I hate asking this, but I'm going to ask it. In the event that things are not looking any better next week and we're not going to be able to come back on the 24th, when can we anticipate hearing an update on the status of whether coming back in person
2: will be possible or not? So again, I I think we're going to be able to come back in person, we were planning to come back in person until yesterday. Um, if if you need if there's going to be an update, it will be as soon as there's a decision made um, and and um, I, I can even, uh, you know, on, on Friday, I, I'll send a where we are um, message. Uh, I think that's probably fair so that you know, you know, are we expecting Monday to be here or is it, is it going to be another day or two? Where where are we with the testing center and our ability to come back?
4: Thank you, Alicia.
1: Yeah. We, we also, uh, just for everybody knows, and we found this last semester is there is a COVID page for the law school. If you go to the homepage, it's right on the top of the page. It says COVID-19. And anytime an email or a message goes out, in regards to COVID, we put it on that page. So if you've missed something, you can't find it, you want to review old material or previous material, it's all there for everybody who needs it. And then we put it on social media as well. So um, that'll help you keep up to date as best as possible. Um, Going down through the list here, you can have had booster. um, Question about home tests. Uh, Unfortunately, sometimes they're unreliable. is it? Would you prefer us using the the mass testing site, or just can we do address home testing and the reliability thereof?
2: So I've been informed that the home tests are as reliable as the ones that you're getting at Um Gates. Uh, those are also the the rapid antigen tests, uh, and and so it, it, they're not perfect. None of this is perfect. And and again, I'll speak from my experience. The person who was positive in my household at. Over the holidays, uh, tested, had symptoms, tested negative five days in a row, finally had a positive test, um, so it happens. Uh, it also happens with the PCRs are more reliable um, if it gives you more um, confidence that Albany site is doing PCR tests and there are appointments available there. Um, so the, the upside of the, the rapid test is they're quick and um they tell you if you're contagious at that moment uh that's that's what we're being told um the pcrs uh give a little bit more information um but we, we will take take either one um, I, I had a, a private question from um, a faculty member who wants me to remind everyone that we're an in-person school um, while we are, are, are making accommodations, if you have a COVID-related issue um, that will allow you to attend classes remotely or review, um, for some faculty, you can't attend remotely, you're just going to get recordings, um, but you can get the accommodation, but it's for COVID-related reasons, uh, you know, if someone is sick in your household, if you have symptoms, if you've been exposed, uh, so job interviews, you don't get access to Zoom. We don't do that. We need you here. It's hard and it's disruptive. So the the reasons that will grant that that accommodation are really about being sick. And if you're sick with something other than COVID, we're also going to grant that accommodation. But it's about being it's about health that we're that we're allowing folks to attend remotely.
1: Um, just looking at the clock here, there are some questions that we just won't get to. I'm collecting them and we'll probably have to, uh, Teen we'll will probably have to address them individually. Um, we do have a lot of different audiences here. Of course, we have the students and the faculty, but there's also the staff. Could you go over how staffing is going to work starting, I guess, from now through the semester as we know it standing at this point?
2: so what we know at this point is that this staff have have been um, since the beginning of January folks may not know this our staff is so great everybody works so hard um, and uh, but with the surge in the community we decided to, get, to give um uh, each department, the option of letting folks work remotely if it works for the department some some departments, I mean if you if you are in the building there's there are some of us who are here there's some people who have been here every day, uh, because their job requires it, there are some people who have been here part part time Um the the. Goal is to get back to in person. We're hoping that most departments will will start being back in person next week. But talk to your supervisor. Each department will have individual plans for next week. But we anticipate, you know, that when every when we're back full swing, that everybody will will be back uh, in person unless you have an accommodation that allows you to work remotely.
1: We um, had a couple of questions here about. Uh, again, going back to what we talked about, enforcement, the COVID committee that I believe is made up of some people here. I think there's some student representation on that committee. Could you just go over that committee, how it works, protocol for it?
2: So, uh, yeah, Dean Queenan, do you want to talk about that committee? That's
3: Sure. Um, I don't know if Andrea Irizar is on, but um, she's been coordinating the efforts of that committee and they are uh, uh, students on the committee, faculty and staff. And there is a process where if, there, if you have a concern, it's shared with the committee and the committee discusses it. And we try to take whatever steps are necessary to address whatever the concern is. Uh, so that, that will continue. Um, we can send out some information just to remind everyone about that. If that would be helpful, uh, we can send that out by email. So that that has always um, been helpful because it, it often results in some conversations about you know depending on what the what the concern is and how we can best address it.
2: Yeah, and it's a it's a way to um, deal with some of what what the question about you know what happens if we see something that we're uncomfortable with. There is a tool um, uh, through the committee uh, so that that an individual may um, have some consequences.
1: Um, oh, actually, then I hate to keep going down negative avenue here, but there's lots of questions on this. Um, the library, um, a lot of people concerned, they're seeing people without masks in the library. Can we just go over how the library is going to work?
2: So the library, our, our plan is for the library to work like it did last semester. Uh, that, uh with with potentially a little bit more enforcement so individual workstations we have allowed people to um, sit and work uh, in a carol you're you're supposed to wear a, a mask at all other times in the library um, if it if we have a problem in the library uh, we'll make a, a change and and uh, that um, we're watching it closely um, and I know I did hear that during exams, there was some lax, laxity, I, that's not gonna be okay. Uh, we're coming back during a surge. And um, so we need people to be careful to wear their masks. Uh, if, if you're not at a Carol, wear your mask and, and um, and be very careful. We did have some students who asked if, if there could be another place uh, to study uh, if they if they don't feel comfortable being in the library, given the rules and um, we are going to make some space available. Um, it's there's some good space over uh, in a suite, a whole suite of offices over in the 2000 building so that will be available for people to study um, where it will be mask required at all times, no exceptions. Uh, So uh, we'll get you that information uh, at when you come back. Um, uh, We'll we'll try to get that out um, for folks that want that kind of a space.
1: A couple of iterations of work study, Uh, what work study students do, who do they speak with if they have questions, what is the protocol for them starting up the semester and moving forward?
2: um andrea wedler i see you're on the call can i pitch this one to you sure um for the first week um next week i would
4: say work with your supervisor i think if you're able to work and come in and you're comfortable that's okay if not then i would say if you're able to work remotely you can so you, you know you do have to work your hours to get paid if you're not able to do that. I think it's going to kind of be up to the department and their needs and what work they have and where it can be
1: done. Sorry, there's just a lot of questions here. folks. So I'm just uh, getting through all of them, trying to consolidate as best we can. Um, beyond, I, I know, again, this is going to be a redundant one, but beyond week one, do we anticipate staying remote or do we anticipate coming back live? I, I mean, I yeah, know we've answered that question. Coming back four live. Times. I mean, I'll
2: say this again and again. I think we, we're planning to be in person, we're planning to um, uh, be here and, and uh, have as, as robust an experience as, as we can.
1: Um, physical space, um, are we going to be changing how we're doing that in like say the D.A.M.C. or the lecture halls, or is everybody going to be seated yeah. as they were last semester? So
2: that's something that, that we talked about, um, uh, particularly like in the wings, I think um, we we learned a little bit from last year with the seating charts, putting everyone up front. Um, we're going to ask faculty, and I haven't talked to the faculty about this yet, uh, so surprise, we're gonna ask um, you, to, the faculty, to, to let students spread out, and then we'll figure out how to make a seating chart from there. We'll probably just do it the old-fashioned way by by sending um, something around that people can write their names are, and we'll ask ask the legal assistance or somebody to turn it into a seating chart uh, so that you can spread out some more in, in the rooms.
1: If we do get back live, what could trigger going back remote? Uh,
2: um, An outbreak on campus could trigger going back remote. Um, Shutting down of the testing center, which is out of our control, could trigger a period of remote. Um, remote doesn't necessarily mean the whole campus um, it could be that we have a section or I mean, and you may have instances where there are faculty members who are put in isolation or quarantine or who become ill and they may have to put the class remote so we are going to a- ask for patience and flexibility um and i, I know it's hard I, I know i started out by talking about how how much loss and frustration and anger there is around this and, and i'm asking for even more um, from everyone. Uh, we, we are really committed to trying to have as little disruption as possible. And, and this delayed start is gonna be a piece of that. Uh, and, and the new testing requirement will be a piece of that. It will give us a little bit more peace of mind um, that we can start and continue, um, like we did last semester where we didn't actually have to shut down. Um, so, you know, we'll see.
1: A um, couple of questions about grades. Uh, I'm not sure if they directly come from this particular meeting, but there are a bunch of them. Uh, should grades be in despite COVID now? I guess there's, according to the questions, there's been some delay.
0: Oh, uh, Joanne? Yep, I'm missing several rosters. I had just got one during this meeting that I'll post, so I have one grade roster left, and the professor has told me today. So I... I can't do anything without the grades. So I've been trying to tell all the students that I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I know the deadline was last Thursday. I can't do anything if I don't have them,
2: so. All right, if you are the faculty member who has not turned in your grades, turn in your grades now. <laughs> Please, uh, students are waiting. Uh, um, could
1: we, uh, the, some of the 1Ls who are starting this semester have never gone through a remote class, what can they expect?
2: So, it'll be a lot like this. Um, lots of people on the screen. Um, uh, professors, some professors um, do a lot of calling on students. Some professors do lecture. Some professors do breakout rooms. Uh, if you've never been in a Zoom breakout room, you'll get talked through how that works, but it basically puts you into small groups and you work um, like that. So, uh, it uh, I think there, there are some people who love the, the remote format. Um, we do, I think most of the professors will encourage you, if not really ask you to keep your your cameras on if you can. Now, not everyone is in a situation where you can keep your camera on, but it, it makes for a much better class if we can see reactions and make it as much as close to sort of the in-person experience as, as possible. Um, I. I If there, we've got some students, I see Dina had her hand up. Do you want to describe what it's like to be in in, an in-person or a a Zoom class, um, maybe from your perspective and then ask your question? I'm calling on Dina.
4: (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah, I think as you described it, I think it differs depending on the professor. I, I think that from my experience, most professors more actively engage students than it was in a straight lecture with no one speaking. And most of my professors encourage people to have their cameras on so that way you didn't feel like you were talking to a blank screen. Um, but I, I think it does differ depending just on the professor and the class period and what they decide to do. Um, I mean, I found it to be rather. I, I mean, I was fine with it. Like I didn't think it was too problematic. I don't think I missed something except for in the case that there was like an internet issue or something of the like, which occurred once in a while. But I don't think it was anything terrible. Um, I think it was okay for the situation. Um, But my question was with regard to study spaces. And I remember last academic year, there used to be like pages, um, like a sheet of paper posted, I think on the doors saying whether there was a class in that classroom and what time it was that way students could use the classrooms when they were not being used for a class. I don't think that had happened last semester, but I was just wondering if it would be possible in order to create additional study spaces to list what classes are taking place in what classrooms that way students know whether they can use that classroom. Sure.
2: Yeah. That's a great idea to do that again. So let's put that on our to-do list as well um and and i'll just say a word about classrooms we you know we do require masks in classrooms and the reason that we require the masks in the classroom is because people are forced to be in them um so uh you know that we allow people to eat people have to eat somewhere so we're allowing them to eat in the cafeteria but if you're uncomfortable with that you can avoid the cafeteria Um, but the classrooms people including our faculty have to be in so we do ask that you wear masks in classrooms uh, even when you're studying, but yes, we can we can do those signups so that you're able to to grab those spaces. And I, you know, I know walking across in the winter feels like a lot, but the space in the two thousand building is actually very nice too. Um, so that that will be a nice option.
1: Um, could you go over masking one more time? What is the, the expectation for people's what masks should they have? What masks are, are they required to have, uh, etc.
2: Okay, so so we are encouraging everyone to to use the medical grade N95s, K95s, or there's a 94 that that um, is on the list as well. Um, the requirement is that you wear a mask. You have to mask up, wear a mask, <laughs> and uh, the protect yourself by wearing something that's that's more effective um, with this particular variant. Uh, encourage each other to do so. Uh, it, so that that's where we are with, with that.
1: I think uh, Lori Law had a question.
2: Oh, Lori, hi. Hi,
4: um, in response to the um, signs outside the rooms, um, we did that back the year before because the rooms weren't being utilized at all. They were kind of closed except for the classroom, the classes scheduled. So that's why we're able to do that. But administrative services actually keeps track of the room schedules. So while we could list the classes outside the doors, it is a big project. So you know, maybe with the extra time of being remote, we could get that together. But the problem with that is it's not the only times the classrooms are being used. They're being reserved all the time through administrative services. So really, the protocol is to check with administrative services to see if a classroom is free. Just because it's empty doesn't mean. Or there's no classroom listed. You know, no class listed doesn't mean that it's actually available.
2: Yeah. So we'll we'll figure out a way for students to use them when they're open. Um, I it may not be exactly what it was. That's a that's a good point, Lori. That that when we had the just free free sign up, that that we weren't having club meetings and whatnot in the classrooms too. So, right. um, but but I think it's a good. You know, we want to provide as much space as we can. Um, and, and so that may need to run through administrative services. We'll revisit that.
1: Um, we are at the one o'clock hour. Um, Dean Ouellette, it's up to you. The dealer's choice if you want to keep going. We have plenty more questions.
2: Well, I, I'm happy to stand for another 10 minutes or so. Um, I are there are there if anyone has a question that's especially pressing I'm going to suggest you raise your hand but Ben you can um go through the list.
1: Dean Mayer I'm gonna I get to pick the teacher this time so I'm going to cold call Dean Mayer.
0: All right, great. Well, I I have my hand up because I actually have a meeting with a student at one o'clock, so I need to go, but I just wanted to ask if anybody had any questions that would be specific um, for me about, you know, anything that might be happening with the classes or one of the things that I will follow up on after this meeting is I will send out instructions to the 1L class about how to, you know, get on Zoom. Uh, through Canvas and and what the protocols are, and remind all, also students we're sticking with the same rules we had last semester about um, COVID related reasons and and the process that we're going to use uh, to make sure that you don't receive an absence if you really if you if you have joined either via Zoom or if you've watched a class recording due to um, COVID related reasons. So I'll send out an email about that to everybody just to remind you of of what those um, uh, what those protocols are.
1: Um, Seasonal allergies. Uh, I know I have them in the spring. They're coming up. What do we do? You know, you're sneezing. Your nose is running. What happens with those?
2: Yeah, me too. So this is, again, where there's a little bit of judgment. I think the first time you're sneezing and your nose is running, get a test. Stay home, get a test. Um, if it's negative, then you can say it's allergies. If anything is a little bit different, then get a test. Uh, there, there is a little bit of judgment that, that goes on there. Um, I, I know I am a frequent tester because I frequently wake up with a sore throat. and. <laughs> keeps not being COVID, but yeah.
1: Um, events, um, stuff like moot court, um, club meetings, et cetera. There's a big in-person part of that. What can we expect for some of those big spring events?
2: So we're really hoping that we'll be able to have them. Um, uh, right now, we're in the middle of a surge. So you know in the next couple of weeks, uh, I think that that events should be limited. Uh, we haven't our, our you know our rules are out. We we're allowing outside guests who are invited to come still we haven't changed that rule. Uh, but uh, I know we're looking forward to like a Kate Stoneman day which I urge everyone to go to. Um, uh, it may be that it's limited to our community, but once we're back in person, we'll we'll have that. So, the protocols are the same as they were in the fall. Right now, uh, go to Andrea area, uh, if you have an event that you would like to plan. If it falls outside, sort of the um, I think it's I think it's a ten person. Um, Thing, then it will go to the safety committee and you'll get, you'll get a response and there may be some conditions, but we're hopeful. I mean, it's, there, is, there is reason for hope um, that we're going to be a fully vaccinated community that takes care of one another, right? So um, we should be able to gather with, at least with each other, uh, for things. Uh, and the pattern of this Omicron variant in other countries has been a real steep climb and then a pretty dramatically steep fall off. And we don't know that it will follow that pattern, but we're hopeful. Um, and so this, this is a hard period. It's hitting right at the wrong moment. Uh, this is the peak right now, according to the, the people that study these things. Uh, so hopefully it, this, you know, we get, we're, it's going to fall off and, and we'll be in much better shape. So I'm looking forward to in-person events. We're planning in-person events. Um, and if we can't do it, then that will be another one of those losses. But um, you know, we're we're if we can do it safely, we will do it.
1: Most of everything else, I have we've either um, answered in some way, shape, or form. My dog will tell you that we've done that. Um, so we'll have the recording available for anybody. Afterward, but uh, and there's also some in here that I think um, are just going to have to be um, individual emails, individual speaking points with everybody else. So, uh, Dean what I don't know if you had anything else you want to add here at the end of the meeting.
2: I'll just say, you know, I, I, I know that this is hard, um, and I appreciate everybody, um, every student, every faculty member, every staff member. Um, we, you know, we are in this together, and uh, we are, I, I, I hope you can feel and understand that we care about you, um, and we, we want to give you the very best educational and work and life experience that we can, given hard circumstances that nobody wants to be in. Um, but you're all amazing, and, and, you know, when we are back together, and that will be soon, uh, I think, you know, we can take some joy in being together and, and it will be great to hear laughter in the halls again and to see you doing whatever it is that, that you do here at the law school. And um, so uh, with that, I guess we'll close out. Um, thank you all for being here. We will continue uh, to have conversations. Um, feel free to send questions to Ben or to Tom Torello over in communications. We're, we'll, we're gonna we'll we'll try to we will be as communicative as we can. If we need to do another town hall, we'll do another town hall. It, you know, we'll look for read your email, read the Albany Law School email. Um, it looks like a form, but it's got important messages in it. So, um, I guess that's how we'll close. So farewell for now, and thank you all.